0: What have you done now? Eighty percent of the world's diamonds come from mines in South Africa. So I don't
1: think someone's stockpiling.
0: What we need to know is who
1: the stockpilers are. Curious how everyone who touches those diamonds seems to die. A dentist is dead in South Africa. That little old lady in
0: Amsterdam. Shady got his last night, they've missed me once, and you're next. We've got to get those diamonds out of here, and fast! What are they? They say Willard White hasn't set foot out of there in three years, and no one has seen him. no one. This is not the real White House, and he's not the president. Why don't we
1: just go and see him? Hello, I do so enjoy our little visits, Mr. Bond, however potentially painful they may be. Who are you? One chance. Where can I find him?
0: Let's get down to business. Whatever's happening, Mr. Bond, has
1: started. You just killed James Bond. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bond James Bond with your host, Mike Kalinowski, and myself, Brad Gilmore, promoting our brand new book, Bond James Bond, exploring the shaken and stirred history of Ian Fleming's 007. This will be a limited podcast series that will dive into every single James Bond movie, and we will break them down. We will give our opinions, our hot takes, or whatever comes across our mind in the world of MI6's greatest secret agent, James Bond 007. We hope that you enjoy the podcast so much so that you go to bondjamesbondbook.com and order our brand new book available on bondjamesbondbook.com or wherever books are sold. Let's enjoy the podcast. Hold one up and then caress it Touch it, stroke it and undress it I can't see every part Nothing hides in the heart to hurt me I don't need love Welcome back to Bond, James Bond, with myself, Brad Gilmore, and the may I say the greatest intergeek player of all time, the greatest, <laughs> tied for number one, really tied for number one of the greatest Schmodown player of all time. It is man Kalinowski, uh, but from you, I'll take it. From you, I will take that. Well, it's the truth, man. It's the truth. In due time, it shall be revealed. Um, hey, man, we're 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 back talking on the podcast. Yes, We've sir talked about the first six James Bond films. We thought maybe we were done with the Connery era. You know, You Only Live Twice was supposed to be his swan song. We got a really solid entry from George Lazenby. Yep. But well, we are back with the man who started it all, the everyone's favorite Scotsman, Mr. Sean Connery. Sir Sean Connery uh, in Diamonds Are Forever 1971. 1971 Oof. Diamonds Are Forever. Boy, does this feel like a 1970s movie in a lot oh of different ways. does it
0: ever. Uh, came they out went right into it, didn't they?
1: Uh, you know what's funny is it premiered on my birthday, December 14th, 1971 in West Germany. West mm-hmm. Germany was where it premiered, which is odd. But anyway, um, according to Wikipedia, that is $7 million budget. I remember Connery came back and was paid $1 million for this movie. So a seventh Insane. of the of the budget went to Sean Connery. <laughs> and, um, okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk uh, about Donald let's Trump. Let's talk about this one. Because Sean's first three are so solid. Thunderball is, is middle of the road. I think you only live twice as a nice bounce back from Thunderball. Overall, I'd say you have to give him a really high mark on his first run. Now he's back as Bond my yeah. the first thing that stands out to me on diamonds are forever okay he looks very unshawn connery like and he this does movie. he does there's
0: there's so many like glamour shots of him uh in different books and stuff that i've read that are just like you know he's got the there's the the the, the, the giant vegas signs behind him and he's his sideburns he's got like those mutton chops almost yeah and, and the hair piece that he was wearing at the time and, and he'd put on a little you know a little weight I think mm-hmm. compared to his uh previous outings uh it doesn't look like him at all I mean it does look like him but it's just uh not not what
1: we're used to with Bond with him. It it, it was a very rapid aging in nine years. Right? Because when you think about okay yeah. think about people who've played at the same character for a long time like um Hugh Jackman as Wolverine you or know- yeah, hey, okay, I just
0: I just watched uh, all six Mission Impossible's, mm. and Cruz, Even from that first one, he's like, "Yeah, he's a young guy," but you watch in 25 years now with that role, wow. uh, it's like, okay, yeah, he's he's it's going like a nice progression for this guy. And there was there's no kind of like drastic like, oh man, you really aged in this time, but yeah.
1: Well, a at different, time, time, different time period though. Different time. I, period, I was going to say style. That's what I was gonna say at the. I mean, even at the time we're doing this, Tom. Uh, literally the day that we're recording this, Tom Brady just announced his retirement from the game of football. And if yeah. you look at his twenty-two years, almost looks the exact same. He does twenty-two guy, yeah, years, yeah, whatever he's got going on. I mean, so it's uh, probably a sign of the times. Sean Connery, like yeah. I said, it was a rough nine-year run for him. He he looks very different, but still got the charisma of of Sean Connery. Sure this does. one, um, this one. Has an interesting plot. the The cold open is him. You don't see him ever. You hear him, but you don't see him. And of course, they're reintroducing Sean Connery to the masses um, right. as James Bond. And then, um, uh, then the opening credits come up. And let's talk real quick before we talk about the movie. The song is yeah. iconic.
0: Yeah, it's a great song. It, like so much that I don't care for with this film, but then there's a lot that you know. It, it, it's so funny. Like a lot of the times with Bond films that aren't the greatest. Or, or people view is maybe not the best ones. Like I, I think about this one. I think about um, a view to a kill people, you know, that's, they don't really like that one with Roger Moore. And that's always on the bottom of lists of, of sure. rankings, but one of the greatest bond songs of all time. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting what hits and what works and what doesn't work.
1: Yeah. The, the song in this one uh, doesn't match the quality. of The song doesn't match the quality of the film. No. Um, Shirley Bassey is back. I think that, look, when you're, trying to bounce back from Honor, Majesty, Secret Service. And you have, you know, which was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, aged better. Um, well, much better, yeah. Did, yeah, didn't do well at the box office of its time. So you're saying, okay, we took a risk on George Lazenby. Didn't really pan out for us. Right. What are we going to do next? Okay, we're going to bring Sean back. We're we reintroducing gotta get Sean. Sean. We got to get him back. Let's, Let's get Sean back. Let's bring back Shirley Bassey cuz everyone loves her from Goldfinger. Yep. We'll have her do the title song. It's a as far as Bond titles go. One of the best titled films. Oh yeah. Diamonds are Forever is the most Bondy sounding yep. movie, right? Yeah, great title. So they had all these great things going for it. We're gonna see Blofeld again as, 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 yeah, in it's a different form. You see like you could see
0: that like the, the behind the scenes, like all right, we yeah, we we really gotta get back to the fans. What can we bring back? Shirley Bassey, Connery, Blofeld, <laughs> yeah. Gold.
1: There we go. Oh. We're done. Gold, it's golden. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we got all the, the key ingredients um of, of a Bond movie. And I will say I even like how he is reintroduced for uh, as Sean Connery is Bond. I like I liked that. But then yeah, the movie starts to wane a little bit because the plot is very incoherent. I, we've talked about this several
0: times with Connery's films. And you're yeah. just like, and it's not, you know, you think about like a lot of times nowadays with films where you hear about four-hour director cuts and they got to cut it down for the studio to, to make it. And you could see where certain things were cut and didn't make sense because they were cut but back then well it seems like there weren't these obsessive like long filming cuts and and they 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 were real lean films so you're like you just kind of kind of went by the seat of your pants with this script didn't you
1: yeah it seemed just kind of like okay look here's an out you know how um curb your enthusiasm larry david oh he doesn't have a script yeah he just has an outline yeah. of what's going to happen and they improv it i feel yeah. like that's kind of what this movie was <laughs> like okay bonds in vegas uh, Charles Gray is going to be Blofeld. We're going to have Jill St. John there. Can we just kind of make something happen? The only thing I can think of is because, you know, when we were researching this book, it, every
0: film had so many writers, you know, or, or, mm-hmm. or people's hands. Early on, it didn't as much. But then it was like, especially towards the later years, like, you know, four or five people, you know, getting their hands in there, taking this from this script. And then you hear that like, oh, we wanted to use this five movies ago, but we knew it wouldn't work. So we plugged it in here. It's like, oh. You can see then where sometimes like things maybe don't the you know the the train doesn't it leaves but it doesn't hit the station with all the right correct uh, cars on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now this is a Tom, if I remember right, I'm looking it up. Yes, it is Tom Mankiewicz who did who uh, was credited for part of the screenplay on this one, as well as, well as uh, Richard Malbaum. But yeah. um, Mankiewicz is the guy who went on to do Superman the movie. Yeah. And- Talented writer, uh, but when he held some of the Bond ones, as far as scripts go, it was a little hit and miss with him. We'll talk about his next one is Live and Let Die. Yeah. Um, as far as the plot, though, again, yeah, it seems very outlined, but let's talk about some of the good of this movie. Okay. Biggest good for me, and then I'll, I'll let you. I'll you're go. probably going to say
0: the same thing I am, but I'm going to wait for you.
1: Okay. For me, it's Mr. Went and Mr. Kid.
0: Oh, well,
1: we were, we're different. Okay, I love Mr. Went and Mr. Kidd. They're a, the best. A, a, the, I'm, I don't know if it's – it's said, I think, in the movie. I don't know if it's explicitly stated, but it's inferred. I think it's – oh, it's definitely inferred. It's definitely it inferred that they're a gay couple. Yeah. um, That they're a couple uh, that's Bruce Glover, Crispin Glover's father. Really? Uh, that's Mr. – yeah, Bruce now, Glover. I didn't know that, and now it makes total sense. They are very similar in the in their kind set. of well, uh, creepy, creepy yeah. <laughs> very creepy. Uh, Bruce Glover and then uh Mister Kid, Mister Witt Wh- and Mister Kid. They were, uh, I guess, they were probably the f- well, I mean, not probably. They're the first, I think, gay couple yeah. in a Bond movie. I think it's the first time uh, we see any kind of homosexual he- depictions.
0: Yeah, it was in funny you said that
1: because just this morning on Twitter, someone was like, "I can't believe it's
0: been." 60 years and Bond has never had an LBG, LBGTQ character. And and then someone put the two of them. as like, oh, Mr. Wynn, Mr. Kidd would like a word with you. And it was like some yeah. – I think it was like the Guardian from the United Kingdom, like their 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 newspaper. And oh, it's like, uh,
1: oh, Mr. Wynn, Mr. Kidd would like a word with you.
0: And it's like, yes, true. Then,
1: and we even talked about uh, in the original draft and in the book, Pussy Galore was supposed to be right, a, a exactly. lesbian. I think, you know, early 60s, they they're kind of like, mm, yeah, let's no, not go let's, there. calm down right now. But by the 70s, 70s okay – Mr. Went, Mr. Kidd, definitely yeah. a couple, and very villainous. I love them, they're and great. even though they're even though they're not the main villain, they're the kind of the the henchmen in this movie yeah. uh, to to Charles Gray's Blofeld. But still, they are. When I think of Diamonds Are Forever, they're the first thing I think about. Is Mr. Went and Mr. Kidd. Not me. Okay, what do you think? What's your What's your Come best best? Plenty O Tool.
0: Oh yes. Lana. What are you kidding me? As a kid, oh, yes. As a 13, 14 year old boy seeing this movie for the first time, like my head, as like a Robert, uh, what's his name? Roger Rabbit, like a cartoon character, I'm like like my eyes, and you know, <laughs> it just what? shows you the impact these films have on, on kids sometimes too, because that's what I think of. But like Mr. Went and Mr. Kid, like as a kid watching this movie, you don't get the gay connotations. You don't see that. No, you, you don't. It just doesn't matter. You're just like, these. This is these guys are creepy. With a score, the whole thing with the scorpion, scorpion that they do, yeah, yeah man, that's creepy. It's awesome, though.
1: Lana Wood plays Lana Plenty, Plenty O'Toole, and um, one of the funny uh, bond lines and uh, one liners in this movie is she comes up and she's like, Hi, I'm Plenty, oh, uh, but of course you are. I don't, Pl- Plenty O'Toole?
0: I, yeah, her acting is maybe not the best for me, um, but
1: that's it, is. sure, yeah, I'm not sure that's why she was cast. Yeah, Um, (laughs) and 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 that's one of the things about a lot of the Bond movies, and even up until, up until Casino Royale, I think certain people were cast, certain women were cast just for their physical appearance. Mm -hmm. Um, not to say they didn't go on to do things that were great in the acting world, but the reasons that they were cast were physical Bond reasons. I just watched. The world is not enough last night, and we'll get to that when we get to it. Oh, um, we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, now, here's the other one, though. For me, I love Plenty O'Toole, yeah. but Jill St. John as Tiffany Case is another just gorgeous yeah. woman.
0: Yeah, but annoyed the heck out of me.
1: I don't know. She, what, was, I, she was a little uh, like, what? what's her name from Temple of Doom? Winnie? Oh, Willie Scott. Willie. Willie Scott, yeah. yeah she, she's yeah, a little yeah. Willie for me.
0: You're right. Yeah. This, watching you know, like, you know, what is she like? She puts like the, it wasn't the computer di- thing down her, pe- down her. Oh, bottom, tape or and, something? Yeah. And she's running around and like kind of, I don't want to say a buffoon, mm-hmm. but she was kind of like a buffoon out there. I was like, uh, yeah, now you want to talk that, about that. That's whole, this whole film
1: is, is, is full of these things. Now you want to talk about something that went completely over my head as a child. Okay. Um, is when so bond is i think he's pretending no no no. actually another great close quarters fight which is something that's kind of well, signature of bond know. is yeah. in the elevator uh where he fights yeah. peter franks in yeah. the elevator and then um you know he kills peter franks and he switches the ids around and that's when tiffany case like you just killed james bond oh is that uh yeah, I- you know and <laughs> there's that whole thing but they go into her apartment yeah and she's at first, she has, I think, is it first she has blonde hair? Or first she has brun- brunette she, hair.
0: She's a redhead afterwards. Redhead
1: afterwards. So I think I she's don't, a brunette, then a redhead. Yeah, I don't th- I don't remember her being a blonde. Okay, so it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a brunette, then a redhead. So, yeah. but she changes her wigs. Yeah. And then Bond mentions it, and she goes, you know, well, what do you, or he, he mentions it, and she's like, well, what do you prefer? And Connery's response yep. is, yep. "So long as the colors and cuffs match." You know? Yeah, <laughs> Just like, as like a kid, like, yeah, no idea what that Don't means about it. Nope.
0: <laughs> and you guys, are like, yeah, good for him for putting that in there, like that. And then again, you know, uh, was it Bambi and Thumper? Bambi but and like, Thumper. Like it's weird. Like so, in this film, it's it seems weird, and it, it, it's almost like. They're making fun of Connery in the sense that he's fighting these two girls, but then Roger Moore does it in Moonraker, where he's fighting women in it, it, Drax's layer, and it was—I don't know if it was b- more believable or seemed more of a threat. I, I don't know. It was weird. The two very similar circumstances, but very different things. So,
1: um, I'm trying to remember uh, what was my guy in the casino who was the comedian. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, oh, oh. oh what was his um, name? Um,
0: Mm. It's, it's like not Red Ske- Red Skelton. No. no, it's like um I'm trying to think of what it was name in the movie. Not Shecky something, right? Well, I got it's, hold on. I got the MDB right yeah, here. Shaky, Shucky. Shucky, Shucky. Oh God, someone's going to someone in the
1: comments can do this on their, someone this. Someone is here. yelling right doing, now. Yeah, you, come on now. How do you not know this? It's, I keep want to say Shucky Pines, but that's wrong. What is his name? Shady um, Tree. Shady Tree.
0: I don't know. That's, I'm looking up the IMDb right now. I'm trying to remember. I thought it was a famous comedian. Well, nope. that's all the people in there. So, Shady Tree. Shady Sax- Tree's
1: his name?
0: Not Saxby. There was lighter in there, MQ. Shady Tree, Leonard Barr. Leonard Barr is Shady Tree. Yeah, yes. that's, that's him. Yep, Leonard Barr. Was yeah. a co- comic and eccentric dancer who was
1: famous for truly being Dean Martin's uncle. That's him, Leonard Barr. Oh, wow, he's Dean Martin's uncle. I did not yeah. know that. Shady so she- Tree. Shady tree. I liked his little. I thought he was nice. I thought it was Shecky um, something. I, guess I thought it was too, like Shecky Green or something like that. Yeah. Um. Here's something funny, and I don't know if this is this is big in in your household. When I was growing up, mm-hmm. my father all, and, and mom always bought these things at the grocery store. They were called Jimmy Dean sausage Dude, uh, breakfast sandwiches or whatever.
0: I'm glad you're bringing this up. Like I knew Jimmy Dean because the sausage. Yes. The breakfast sauce. The breakfast. They had, they had, I love, they were little sausages or chicken patties on a biscuit. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Had, Jimmy yes. Dean.
0: Jimmy so, Dean. I don't know. And again, this could be the thing of uh, being a kid watching this. I'm like, that's not the same guy. That's not the same guy at all. But then it's like, that's Jimmy Dean, the
1: sausage man. But it's like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, let's just cast Jimmy Dean, the guy who, uh, like, uh to play I, Willard White. Let's I'm just cast him. I'm trying to think him. of what that would be
0: like today. If That'd be like, I don't know back when he's alive, putting Dave Thomas, the Wendy's guy, in a Bond movie today. Like, I, I don't know what you're thinking with that.
1: This was his only, I believe, only feature film ever. And he was yeah. in James Bond, Diamonds or Forever. It's it's and, insanity. No, and I,
0: yeah, and I remember you know they were saying during the making of this because they wanted access to because he gave them a lot of access and to, to, to with filming, I believe. And, and, and stuff like that, so that he wanted to be a part of the film. He's a big Bond fan, and they're like, "All right, well, we can get this for free if we put Jimmy Dean in the movie." <laughs> I'm like, okay, so Jimmy strange. <laughs> Maybe this was their big start on product placement. Everything, Jimmy Dean.
1: It was such a strange casting choice. Yeah, very strange. Um, I don't really understand it, but no. nevertheless, she was there. I mean, he was there. Uh, we talked a little bit about Lana Wood and Tiffany Case or Jill yeah. Saint John. Here was something that I found that was interesting that I saw in a video on YouTube about this movie. Okay. Um, so at the beginning of the movie, Sean Connery, mm-hmm. during the filming of the movie, Sean Connery sees Lana Wood, as we all did, and said, oh, but of course you are. And yeah. uh, they were together for a, a part of this movie. They were seeing one another. Two dating. Old. That makes yes, sense. And, and he was, you know, I'm sure providing her plenty uh, uh, (laughs) during, during their courtship. Uh Then halfway through the movie, he was like, okay, I'm going to date Jill St. John now. And he dated both. And I don't know if, I don't know what else happened, but he was linked romantically. I'll say with both Jill St. John and Lana Wood during the filming of the movie. Yes. And here's another interesting wrinkle. Um, Robert Wagner, was the uh, husband of Natalie Wood, who's Lana that, Wood's yeah. sister, right? And there was a lot of weird stuff that happened on a boat yep. where she ended up it's dying. And yeah, yeah. Christopher Walken was there. Really strange. But anyway, he was married to Natalie Wood, Robert Wagner. After her passing, he ends up getting married to Jill St. John, uh, Tiffany Case in this movie. And after that, Lana Wood and Tiffany and uh, Jill St. John were no longer friends after that. And they never spoke again after she married Robert Wagner because of all the weirdness that happened. Man. Very strange. Very Mary, strange it's connections. It's a lot of lots of going on there. This movie has. But again, so remind me. Okay. Where Diamonds Are Forever. Charles Gray, which yep. we saw in You Only Live Twice. As Henderson. As Henderson, returns and. Are we to believe that Blofeld has had some plastic surgery so that he can be, is it Willard White? Yes. And I remember there was one
0: scene because they had that whole like mud pit thing, yes. whatever, which was weird. But like he did have like a, like, I remember he walks by and he's got like all the prosthetic masks, like the different yes. cheeks and the thing. So I'm like, okay, they're, they're making us, they're making a point. But again, you're watching these as a kid. There's no internet. So you're not, can't go on like bond Wikipedia or anything to find out anything. And you're like, what was it? I think he was in another movie. What? Like, yeah. it just all was like, what? Mm, yeah. It, but, it was, it was really strange. Didn't it It's work. a strange I mean, plot. Strange plot. Like that. And the whole, like the whole end thing. Like he's on an oil rig. He's like, get me my bath a sub. <laughs> and he gets, he's getting like that little boat and he's just like being knocked back and forth
1: by it. It's just like, what is going on here? Yeah. So this yeah. again, if, if you can't tell, it's not one of our favorites. Although it I it's one of my favorites in the same way that Diamonds Are Forever is one of our or uh, Die Another Day is one of my favorites. Is like, I know the quality of the film isn't there, but I just can't help but like it. Yeah, I, I don't. I gotta think of if there's
0: one. Uh, probably for me, the one that's like that is is A View to a Kill. Mm-hmm. That one for me is just uh, like I I know it's not a great film, and I know like you know, um, Tony Roberts and him. It's like forty years, thirty years difference in age, <laughs> so and crazy. it shouldn't work. And he 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 and he even admits he he was not his age at the I mean, he was not. He was looking his age at the time and shouldn't have been doing it. But he was almost sixty. Yeah, there's just something about that film that even with all those faults. I still love the heck out of that film. I love yeah, watching
1: it. Great, great song too. I can't wait to talk about View to a Kill. It's a really yeah. interesting movie. Um, so, so that's really. I don't have a whole lot to say about Diamonds Are Forever, um, like, other for than me, it's very odd. Yeah, what doesn't work, and I think this this says a lot about a lot of
0: times. Like Bond for me, when it's always set in, in America, doesn't work. Like, hmm. we're American audiences, and and I'm gonna, you know. So to see it like I know this country, I know what we are, but you know, I know Vegas. It's like there's not there's not that romanticism about the spy life and and and, and these far-off countries. And it's funny because my girlfriend and I we were planning a trip to Europe in 2023 and and we were talking about what we wanted to do. And I said, you know what? I want to have a James Bond Mission Impossible, like all the cities that they talk about, you know, within Italy and Prague and, and Budapest and these things like so that that's where I'm kind of, you know. And she's been on board for it. She's like, well, you know, all right, let's find locations you want to see from these films and we'll go there. I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Now oh, that's like awesome. Going to Vegas. You know, she always is like, I want to get in the car? It's four hours. We can stop at the alien jerky store on the way to uh, <laughs> Vegas. There's a big like alien truck stop that sells the best jerky to Vegas. Like and then thinking bond in Vegas, it's like,
1: Eh. Yeah, I mean, I can see 60s, 70s. Uh, Vegas was at that time oh. still kind of a romantic place in in You're a right. way of like the mafia's there, well, the Rat Pack, Sinatra. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, for me, one of my favorite films of all time, Casino. Mm. Love mm-hmm. that film.
0: But it's an American, you know, it's gangsters. It's not James Bond. It, it's I love it, Ocean's it, Eleven as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, Vegas in America, can work, of course, works for movies. But when it's Bond, it's yeah, it just doesn't work for me.
1: I don't know. I, I, I definitely understand what you're saying about the, the American bond, but, you know, Goldfinger's in Kentucky, right? You're
0: right. You're, you're 100% right. Uh, and man. then
1: the next movie we talk about, Live and Let Die, takes a lot of it, takes place in New Orleans. The old filet um, of soul. Yes, at the filet of soul, which, which we'll, <laughs> we will talk about. Um, So, I, I get that. I think that, as far as for Connery, I know why he came back. I'm going to pick up this check. That's why he came back. Yeah. Um, And,
0: and he got a lot of, like, I want to say, I don't want to give it to we, we talk about it. Like, like he, the deal he made and not just to act in film, but like to be like the control he had in this film, like uh, was kind of the first that he had had. So they, there was a lot in
1: there. And I, I think he, did he give his million dollars away? He gave it to like the Scottish uh, yeah, uh, young, young boys charity or something, <laughs> something like yeah, that. So he didn't
0: even, of course he didn't need the money, but he, he just, he, there's a lot of control and script and stuff like that, that he was able to, get out of it coming back
1: well there's the whole um i know it's an acting thing you hear about movie star actors it's you know one one for them two for me or two for them one for me kind of thing right yeah i think that that was kind of his deal with the studio is he was able to go and had a couple movies greenlit for him no matter what just to have him come back yeah um so he this was a a business move for him and i think that's why he, he didn't try to get into the greatest of shape he didn't try to drop any of the weight. He had the the mutton chops and the the graying of the temples, and just said, "Whatever y'all yep. want me back as Bond, here I am. I'm a I'm a date Lana Wood and Jill St. John <laughs> while I'm making this movie in Vegas." Yep. Which actually brings me to some of my trivia for this uh, for this one. He, speaking of exactly what we're talking about, okay. this was uh, Sir Sean Connery was said to make the most of his time on location in Las Vegas. Quote. He, he was quoted by saying, I didn't get any sleep at all. We shot every night. I caught all the shows. I played golf all day. On the weekend, I collapsed. Boy, did I collapse like a skull with legs. Uh, <laughs> it was said that he also played the slot machines and once delayed a scene because he was going to collect his gambling winnings. So, okay. That doesn't tell you that he kind of was I mean, a little yeah. bit checked out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sean Connery. This was another funny one that I noticed uh, years ago, but Bond's escape through a moon landing movie set refers to the popular conspiracy theory of the time that the real moon landings were fake. The scene was filmed in a John Manville gypsum plant located just outside of Las Vegas, Nevada. During filming the moon buggy's wheels kept falling off. And in one scene where the ca- where a car turns over, you can see one of the wheels had broken off the buggy, rolling into the foreground. The moon buggy was discovered rotting in a farmer's field in Kent, Nevada in the early 1990s, (laughs) and was completely restored in 1993 by the James Bond International Fan Club. And in 2004, it was auctioned off and purchased by Planet Hollywood Las Vegas for $44,000. Oh, okay. There you are. And my last bit that I have from here is the Willard White kidnapping plot was based on a dream that producer Albert R. Broccoli had. He had known Howard Hughes in Hollywood and dreamt he was going to meet his old friend in Las Vegas, but when he entered Hughes's room, it was occupied by an imposter. Hughes was flattered and allowed Eon Productions to film inside his casinos and at, other, uh, and, and as, uh, at his other properties. His fee was re- reported to be a 16-millimeter print of the movie. Okay. Howard Hughes, an odd guy. You get very on odd. Man. I
0: mean um, that in his urine and jars and his fingernails.
1: Yes, 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 yes. yes, a Texan. He was born in Galveston, I believe, or Humble, no, Humble, here in Houston, right outside of Houston, Humble, Texas. Um. Okay, here we go, Mike. Oh boy, the moment everyone's been waiting for. Diamonds Played are forever. Yes, sir. Nineteen seventy-one. Mm-hmm. Its tomato score was what. 62%. And the tomato score is 64%. Oh, 64%. But very, close. Very, very close. Very close. Uh just like our relationship money penny <laughs> Um uh, the critics consensus is bo- Diamonds Are Forever is a largely derivative affair but still completely entertaining nonetheless thanks to great stunts Woody dialogue and of course the presence of Sean Connery. So that's what the tomato meter says about this movie. His, his, his. He he carried a lot of weight with 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 critics. I think he really did. He, he carried a lot of weight in this day. movie too. That's for,
0: that's for <laughs> there sure. There it that's, is. That's for
1: sure. There it is. Oh well, you know what? We say goodbye for now to Sir Sean Connery as a new era of Bond begins. One that I believe Mike was a one that you were very fond of growing up. Yes, You just sir. talked about. One of his movies. And we will see for the first time in our next episode the 45 year old Sir Roger Moore in Live and Let Die. Mike, where can the people find you and follow you? All, all socials at Mike Kellenhouse. And I'm just like him at all social media at Brad Gilmore. Go to BondJamesBondBook.com to subscribe to the podcast and have also order the book, Bond James Bond, available right now wherever books are sold. But until next time, we're going to be talking live and let die. Oh, Brad, what have you done now? now, now.